We are living in a complex world. Sin complicates everything, and only the truth of Christ can return us to simplicity. Today, we look at a powerful phrase found often in Scripture and apply one thing to our lives. What is the one thing God is trying to teach you right now? Let's join Scott Pauling as we find our place in the Word of God. They say it's not what you know, it's who you know. I don't know if that's always the case, but it certainly is the case when it comes to Christ because it's not just about getting more information, accumulating knowledge. The greatest knowledge in the world is the knowledge of God. And when you know God, then God, who knows everything, will tell you what to do. You see, God wants to be known, and then he expects to be made known by those who know him. Today, we're in John chapter 9, looking at this beautiful simplicity in a complicated world at one thing. I wish you had time to study the entire chapter with you. I would challenge you today, read John 9 on your own. It is the story of a man blind from his birth, a picture of all of us blinded by sin, living in darkness, stumbling along, staggering into eternity without Christ, and then Jesus comes. The Bible says in John 9, verse 2, And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. In other words, the Lord had allowed this for a specific purpose. And the purpose, of course, was for the glory of God. It dawned on me the other day, looking at this man's life again, that the first person he ever saw was Jesus. He'd been blind from birth, and the first thing he ever saw clearly was Christ. Oh, praise God for that. Here's a blind man sitting on the side of the road begging who could not see Jesus, but Jesus had his eye on him. And I don't know where you are today. Maybe you think you're, you are a person nobody sees, nobody knows, but Jesus knows you and he has a purpose in your life. Now, the story is that the Lord Jesus touches him, heals him, and uh, opens his eyes. Suddenly, he can see. You'd think everybody would be happy, wouldn't you? But instead, the religious leaders who just wanted to find fault, they start questioning the man and his parents. It's really ridiculous. And when you come down to verse number 25, they finally just put him in a corner, this blind man, and said, uh, How, How's this possible? And he says in verse 25, he answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. You hear the great statement here. He said, I know not all about this man, but one thing I do know is I used to be a blind man, and now I can see. That's pretty good, isn't it? Let's get to the bottom line, he says. The bottom line is, and what you can't explain and you couldn't do for me, and no one else could do for me, is that I was blind all my life, and now I can see you perfectly. In fact, woven throughout John 9, there is a constant back and forth between what we know and what we don't know. Uh, for example, in verse 12, uh, the Bible says, I know not. Uh, in verse uh, 20, his parents said, we know this is our son. But in verse 21, they said, by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. Uh, in verse number 29, 
uh, the Pharisees said, We know God spake unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. Uh, in verse 30, uh, ye know not from whence he is. In verse 31, now we know that God heareth not sinners. So there's this constant back and forth of what we do know and what we don't know. And you know, that's, that's a good summary of life, isn't it? There's so much we don't know. So consider, first of all, what we don't know. There are some things hidden from us. We, we don't know why God allows a man to be born blind. Why does God allow people to go through certain things? Think of the heartache this man and his parents must have had all of his life to this point. We don't know that. We don't know all of how God works in individual lives. In fact, the way Jesus healed this man is very unique. He spat on the ground, made clay out of the spittle, and anointed his eyes, and then said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Very unorthodox. Very unusual. Uh, But the Lord didn't work in our box. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts higher than our thoughts. We also don't know what he's about to do. Even this blind man at this juncture in verse 25 doesn't fully understand who Christ is and that just around the corner he's about to have the greatest experience, which is to have his spiritual eyes open. You never know what God is up to, what the Lord is doing now, and what the Lord is about to do because there are some things, friends, we just don't know. But consider not only what we don't know, consider what we do know. For me, I've come to this conclusion When there are questions, I go back to the periods and exclamation points. When there are things I can't figure out, can't understand, can't wrap my mind around, I just go back to what I know for sure. And that's what this man did. He went back to what he knew. I was blind. Jesus touched me, and now I see. That's pretty good. May I say, dear friend, if there are lots of things you don't understand today, go back to this. You used to be a blind person, a blind sinner, blinded by sin. Jesus touched you. Nobody touched outcast in that day. That's what a blind man would have been, an outcast, a beggar. But Jesus touched him. And now because Jesus has touched us, we see our eyes have been open. I've got to read the end of the story to you. In verse number 35, Jesus and the blind man talk again. Jesus heard that they'd cast him out. And when he'd found him, isn't that beautiful? When everybody cast you out, Jesus finds you. He said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. I'm going to tell you what we need. We need to settle a couple things. We need to settle the fact we believe the Lord. We've put our faith in Christ, and we're going to live by faith today. You can trust him. Let's settle that. I know for sure he's trustworthy. And then we need to worship him. The last picture you get of this man He's worshiping. Look, you can't witness. You can't share it with others until first he's real to you. You can't witness till you learn to worship. So let's go back to what we know for sure. We were unworthy, lost sinners, incapable of opening our own eyes, but Jesus saved us. He opened our spiritual understanding. And there's a lot we still don't know and a lot we can't explain. But this one thing I know, whereas I was blind, now I see. I like that word now, the present tense. you got to live in the present tense. Consider one more thing today. Not only what we don't know, because some things are hidden from us, and what we do know because of what God has done for us, but thirdly, what others need to know. You see, because you know, you need to make him known. Uh, The apostles said early on, we can't help but speak the things we've seen and heard. Paul wrote in Romans 1, As much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel. John wrote in 1 John chapter 1, That which we've seen and heard declare we unto you. 
You see, in John chapter 9, this man simply tells his story. That's all he does. In fact, his parents, who were afraid of speaking up, they said in verse 21, ask him, he'll speak for himself. Well, friend, everybody has to speak for themselves. No one else can speak for you. But if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior and he's changed your life, I want you to know somebody today needs to hear your story. Maybe you can't answer all their questions. Maybe you still have questions of your own. Just tell them what you know. Tell them who Jesus is and the difference he's made in your life. Ultimately, what everyone on earth needs is to meet our Christ, our Savior. It's not about us. Uh, The star of the story in John 9 is not the blind man. It's the God-man who healed him. And the star of our story is not us, certainly. We're just sinners saved by the grace of God, but it is Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't have all the answers. Maybe you don't speak very well. But why don't you just tell somebody today, one thing I know, whereas I was blind, now I see. The one thing we know is the one thing we must make known. All of us at Enjoying the Journey are grateful for the opportunity to share these few moments with you. It is our sincere prayer that God will use His Word in your life throughout the day and that the simple truth will help you to know the next step He has for you. We look forward to our next study together. Until then, visit our online home at enjoyingthejourney.org. We would love to hear from you.